Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Oh, mama! Trent Condon. Score! This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Miller and Condon on a Friday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon and Ken Miller for the next two hours talking sports with you, and we appreciate you uh, giving us some of your time here this morning. A couple of keywords coming up, one in 25 minutes, another one in hour number two. The BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. At the bottom of the hour, we'll head to Las Vegas, get to the latest uh, when it comes to wagering on the Super Bowl, kind of a lay of the land in Las Vegas a, what, nine days out from the uh, pending Super Bowl. So we'll talk to Mike Palm. Look forward to that. Circa Sports uh, for Mike. Uh, you can download the app, Circa, available in the state of Iowa. 12.05, Chris Williams from Cyclone Fanatic and Iowa Everywhere will join us. We'll take a look at Iowa State as they get set to get back on the floor. This time the scene shifts from Ames to Waco, Texas, where they'll take on Baylor. Uh, at 12.25 or thereabouts, Tom Caker joins the program. We'll talk to Tom about, uh, well, the 6 o'clock tip tonight at Carver. The Buckeyes and the Hawkeyes. And the Hawks favored by 5, I think I saw Trent, at 1 point. Not sure if it stayed there or not. 5, 5.5, somewhere in that vicinity. No picks to make this week for the first time <laughs> no. since Labor Day. How about that? Well, I'll have my picks of the day. You'll have your picks, yes. right? But no football picks. But no. uh, sad. It is, isn't it? It is here. Only one more to make. Anyways, good to see you. How are you? Doing well. Good night. Speaking of picks last night, five and one of the picks I handed out here on the show. Oh, did you? Good for you. We're heating up. Did you that uh, the game that tipped at eleven thirty in the morning was Green Bay, and I don't remember who they played. You had to lay uh, 11, twelve. Twelve. What, yep. what was the final? They won by eighteen. Oh, so comfortable. Well, yeah, cruise down in right after we went to break. They went on like a nine nothing run. Nice. And opened that thing up and. Uh, five and a half is what I'm seeing right now in the Iowa-Ohio State game. Gotcha. So starting to see college basketball pretty well. Now, was it lucky last night in the Nebraska comeback? Trent, I watched it. You know, I'm so glad there was nothing else on. Yeah. Because after the first half, you know, come on, this game's awful. Yes. <laughs> Terrible. I didn't change the channel. I'm so grateful that I kept it there. Because that was, I mean, what was um, Kugler saying? If since 2000, Wisconsin has gone to halftime up 15, 120 different occasions. Mm-hmm. And they're 120 and 0. <laughs> right? For the first time in 121 games, a team has come back from a 15 point deficit at halftime to beat Wisconsin. Now Wisconsin gets Purdue at home on Sunday. That's the early game. Nebraska goes to Illinois. That's the BTN 530 tip on Sunday. So, man, this is going to be such a great weekend of college yeah. basketball. It really and truly is. And there's one game that. I hope doesn't get over. I know it's going to get overshadowed, but Indiana State Drake is massive when you, in the grand scheme of things because it's probably only a one bid league. Fair to say. I mean, I hope a path. you're right. I hope you're right. There's a path, but it has to play out perfectly. I mean, probably both of these teams need to. Well, whoever loses, yeah. Basically, run the table. Maybe can afford one more loss, and maybe that loss is in St. Louis to the whoever for the either Drake or Indiana State, or whoever. and maybe even have to play each other in the championship yeah. game. And the loser goes to Dayton. Yep, something like that. that that's okay. That yeah. would be fine. That would that you know that that gets you in the dance, walking down the blue carpet. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it's 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 huge. Tucker DeVries is, I don't know if they call him questionable. He didn't play the final eight or ten minutes of the game uh, the other night against Valpo, a bad Valpo team. And Drake, I don't know if they were looking ahead. If they may have been. But boy, oh boy. I mean, Edgar told us, though, that I'm, they're playing better. Those four Valpo freshmen. Is, yeah, yes. Val, Valpo's yes, playing did. better. Yep. And I thought you saw that. That yep. was definitely a different team than the first time those two teams got together What back in December when they did. Right now, Drake... Sits at number 53 in the net rankings. They are 1-0 against mm-hmm. Quad 1. Mm-hmm. They are 3-2 and against Quad 2. The problem, they have two Quad 3 losses. Mm. That is pretty difficult. On the other hand, Indiana State is 24th in the net rankings. They are 1-3 against Quad 1, but do not have another loss. Put the top two quads together. You see a lot of people think that that's something that the committee looks at. Or three and three, then in the top two quads, and there'll be an opportunity coming mm-hmm. up in this one uh, against Drake this weekend. But yeah, there's a path for a two bid league. You don't have to be perfect, but you got to be pretty dang close to it. To Sounds get to that like point. it would, if if indeed there is to be two bids, it might be beneficial if Drake cuts down the nets yes. in St. Louis because Indiana State's resume to this point is better. Yes. Um, it's it's a huge spot. It's a huge spot. You want the one seed going to St. Louis. You play the early game on Friday. You play the early mm-hmm. game. Should you be successful on Saturday? I know it's basically only two or three hours difference, but uh, you know, back to back to back days that could mm-hmm. make a little bit of a difference. So, um, huge spot, huge spot. Tara Hout is apparently listening to Sean. Sean was in here prior to the show. Uh, they're basically shutting down the city. Yeah. In advance of this game tomorrow, this is massive uh, for them. So, anyways, big big spot. Did you read that article on the Athletic on Josh Shirts, the Indiana State? No, head coach? you know what? I didn't. It's really good. Is it? It's incredible. The story, a young protege tennis player yeah. quitting the game, uh-huh. getting kicked out of the house by his father. His mother was a drug addict. Oh, they owned a department store right next to the Hamptons. That's why dad had so much money. I mean, just an incredible background, sleeping on couches, buddies, things wow. like that. And never played basketball. He was a tennis player. Huh. Ever play basketball in high school? You know what? I'm I'm going to send myself a note during the break to do that. Yeah. I, I read a piece last night by John Greenberg, I think it was, on Caitlin Clark. That's a pretty good read too. Yeah, that's a, that was a just um, um, the whole experience. There was a, apparently there was a lot of national media made their way to uh, the Northwestern game the other night. This will be an interesting test stu- study this weekend. Is of course Iowa has their matchup with Maryland, mm-hmm. seven it, o'clock, Big Fox, Big Fox. But with what's happening on the men's side, oh, of it's things. huge, Trent. It's a it's a huge day, and there and seemingly. It starts for the most part at three o'clock in the afternoon and goes right mm-hmm. through the you know the late hours. Absolutely, yeah. With those top twenty-five matchups, if so, at the same time as a seven o'clock tip, you have Duke Carolina will be finishing. Mm-hmm. Then you go right into on ESPN. Baylor Iowa State will be finishing. That well, because that's a like, seven o'clock tip off. Oh, is it, they start. Why did I think they play at five? Well, that's good. I'm glad there's seven. And then you have, of course, Tennessee Kentucky and other top ten matchups that will uh-huh. be happening. What kind of TV numbers on Big Fox is this going to do in comparison to what it would do in a standard week? We've never had this before. We have never in the history of college basketball had four top ten matchups happening on a single weekend. This has never happened. Hmm. What is that going to mean? What are the numbers? How different are they going to look? Because, of course, we had the Peacock game with Kansas City and Miami happening at the same time. The last time Iowa was on Fox. That's been a big number, too. It did. That's been a big number. You saw over the weekend that the Iowa women's game against Nebraska on BTN outrated the Iowa-Michigan game on FS1. I did see that, yes. Wow. 
Yeah, I did. That's incredible. No, star power. It's star power. BTN versus FS1. I mean, you yeah. talk about the number of households mm-hmm. that each of those are in. You know, the Big Ten Network, they do a really good job. They do. They, I watched the press conference. I watched Hoiberg's press conference after the game last night. Usually, you know, once the game ends, mm-hmm. I'm not looking for the next one. If there was a silver lining last night being so boring, it was the fact that you know, he just stuck there, right? I wouldn't have seen the final 20 minutes of that. I, I would have seen some of it when Twitter alerted you. Right. That, you know, get, get to Big Ten Network now. Um but um, but yeah, watching the post game, etc. And Hoiberg's asked about: Have you seen a shooting performance? Are like uh, ever been a part of a shooting performance like you got last night from Will? Well, I played with Reggie Miller, so <laughs> so yes, yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> and he says it so deadpan, uh-huh. you know, he's so deadpan. You know, little Hoiberg, little Hoiberg can play. Yes. I mean, he's not an offensive star by any means. But you know what it is with his game? It's between the ears. You can tell he's a coach's kid. And you can tell he's growing up around the game. He's just so smart on the floor. That was a big win for Nebraska last night. Really big big win. And uh, Nick Baha, is that how you say his name? Mm-hmm. Hey, Baha. And... Um, and uh, and Kugler on the call last night. So, yeah, this is going to be very interesting, Trent, as to how these numbers come back. What do you anticipate? Duke, North Carolina. I mean, is there a bigger matchup in college basketball? I'm sure there's a couple that would be on that on that plane, but that's still pretty damn big. I believe the number is this will be the 51st time that these two teams have met in a top ten, top 10 game. Excuse me. Isn't that something? Number two on that list is... North Carolina uh-huh. against NC State. Surprising. And how many? What's that number? 13. Jeez. Think of that. Right? <laughs> it's, it's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The gap between that rivalry and the quality of teams. Have you been to that part of the country? I never have. And I would love to go just because it seems like they're, all, they're, they're neighbors, right? right all yeah. of the schools are neighbors. Eight miles away, right? right. We've heard that for years and uh-huh. years. I, I would love to. I yeah, absolutely would. I would and, too. Obviously, we'd rather go to Cameron as opposed yeah, to Yeah, for sure. I just For sure. The setting. And we'll get this one in Carolina. But uh, yeah. no, I've had a, a layover in Charlotte. That's about it. I've it's, never been to Charlotte Airport. I have an uncle that lives in Wilmington. We've talked about for years. Lives yeah. you know on the beach there. And yeah. he's lived there for 25 years. Wow. Getting there sometime. Need to put that one on the list. How much did... If he's literally on the beach? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was what, a uh, car salesman. Was he? I wonder yeah. what he paid for then or what it's worth <sighs> now, right? I can only imagine, right? Has is, is your uncle got kids? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not for them. For, for, you know, I get where you're going. For, for his nephew. Well, I, I don't know if I'd be at the top of that list. All right. Oh, man. Yeah, it's going to be massive. Going to be a huge, huge day tomorrow. And, in fact, and as you say, throwing the Iowa uh, women. Matt Rudy's going to that game with his daughter. He right? is, this yeah. This is the game he's going to this weekend. Chad Leistikow's traveling for the register for is this he one. Really? Um, heard him on Hawk Central here on KXNO mm-hmm. earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. He mentioned that the alumni club in D.C., they're having a get-together tonight. So he's going to be there and you know do a little speech or something like that. But they're pumped up. I mean, that, that, everywhere they go. Uh, sell out. They sell out. Northwestern women's basketball stinks. So John Greenberg, the 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 uh, um, author, the writer uh, mm-hmm. at the athletic piece, he he says he's never seen anything like it since LeBron. Talking about Caitlin Clark and the reception she gets mm-hmm. since LeBron was in high school. Wow. So you remember his high school season? Mm-hmm. I mean, was it ESPN or the Deuce actually showed one of his games? And do you remember what they made him do in that game? Oh, he had what? to cover up his tattoos. He had to cover up his tattoos. That's right. He had the white 
I don't know if he has surgery. Sleeve. Yeah, yeah, some kind of uh, some kind of big bandage on mm-hmm. on his uh, on his uh, arm because they couldn't show the tattoos what a different in high world. school. What a different world it was. I I'll saw- I'm old enough to remember when you, the Beatles they couldn't show them from the hips down no, on the Ed did. Sullivan show. Yeah, absolutely, too much of that hip shaking going on. Or was that Elvis? That was that Elvis. Was Elvis. Yeah, that was Elvis. It was Elvis. Yeah. It was, yeah, crazy, right? Oh my God, how the world has changed! Big, big weekend. Speaking of uh, the reception in Chicago, so I have some buddies that live in Chicago, and they're just like, they have daughters that play basketball, pretty high mm-hmm. level. One of them, mm-hmm. like, I'm not gonna fork down for his family of six. It was gonna be two grand. Oh, it was more than that. Yeah, it was. He found six together, but it was. I think it was thirty six hundred dollars with fees and everything. Well, six together is tough to get. You right. could probably yeah. get a couple here, a couple there, a couple over <laughs> that here. That might have been a better path to go. Yeah, right, it probably but... would have been, but yeah, I think I think the get in price um, was like three hundred. Yeah. Speaking of get in prices, get in price for the Super Bowl is eighty five hundred dollars. Eighty five hundred. That's get in. That's top row, corner right. seats, end zone. You're not the 50 for 8500 right? They're not serving you drinks in your seats. <laughs> Is that a suite? No. That's in the top row, in the corner, in the end zone. Um, I mean, last year the get-in was 6500 This is just goes to show how crazy Super Bowl tickets are. Mm-hmm. And if you ever had... You know, a desire, a bucket list. One day you want to scratch that. Start saving now. Right. Start saving now. The Bears are ever going to get back there? That's just it. That's what that's what the uh, brokers are hoping for, right? So one of these With the crazy matchup. When we heard about the Lions, and we They're saw never this there, right? all throughout yep. the season, the way that they traveled, starting in Kansas City mm-hmm. with Week One and all the way through San Francisco, mm-hmm. they've been waiting for this moment. Mm. Now they got a team that's built correctly. And feels like they have some sustainability there. I hope so, because I really like Dan Campbell a lot. But the Packers aren't going anywhere. No, there aren't. No, they aren't. The Vikings have been at least a competent organization. What do they do this offseason as far as Kirk Cousins? How tough is that? He was so good this year, Trent. He was playing at maybe the highest level of his career. I'm convinced that Kirk Cousins, in the if he's healthy, they're for sure a playoff team. And it might have been them this weekend, or this past weekend, taking on San Francisco. I think they give the Lions all they want with Kirk Cousins. I yeah. do. But to your point, this division all of a sudden, if the Bears get Caleb Williams, mm-hmm. and it sure sounds like they will, and then they get some help at receiver or they trade back at that nine because there are a handful of quarterback needy teams that start at draft pick 11. And if you want to get in front of uh, the Vikings at 11 or the Broncos at 12 or the Raiders at 13, um, all that nine pick is going to be coveted. So... If the Bears in a couple of years, arrows pointings up. We know Jordan Love. We th- we think Jordan Love is the guy. Yeah. I don't think the Lions are going anywhere. Although they'll have a Jared Goff decision at some point uh, to make this division's going to be bananas. It truly is. Speaking, good for us. It is good. It's yes. good for uh, because the the team of the South of us sadly is not going anywhere. No, <laughs> they're not going anywhere. Um, Brock Purdy signed with Toyota. Did you see that? I didn't. Yes, and apparently the the word that's used to describe it, a lucrative endorsement deal, and Toyota has never partnered with a, was it an NFL quarterback or was it an athlete, period? Regardless, they seldom hitch their wagon to an athlete. They've hitched it to Brock Purdy. They couldn't have found anybody better to pitch their product. This guy is never going to embarrass you. Ever. 
going to embarrass you. And I'm not talking about if you, know, you throw a couple of picks, everybody right, does. Yeah. There, there's going to be no off-the-field stuff for Brock Purdy. That, I would bet my, seriously, I would bet my life on that. He uh, signed a deal, reading the uh, article right now with Eli Manning, also signed a deal with Toyota in this recent one here. That is absolutely... Good for them. Yes. Good for, good for Brock Purdy. He's, the, he's uh, on a... Um a rookie contract. He's making pitches. The only good news about this is for for Brock Purdy, and he's going to cash in handsomely on this in this end. Now he's still not going to be paid what he's worth, right? But that performance pool that every team gets, mm-hmm. it's like ten million dollars at the end of the year. It, it doesn't count against the cap, and every single one of these teams, based on how many. Um, a, what the player's contract is, and if they out, basically if they outperform their contract or their level of contract, they share in that bonus pool. Well, Brock Purdy's making minimum, and Brock Purdy's the quarterback of a Super Bowl of the of a, of a Super Bowl team. So you know that you know that and last year was ten million. And let's just say it's ten million. Let's just say it's ten million this year again. Um, how much is he going to get of that? He's he's going to get a, he's going to get a big chunk of that, but again, he's going to be paid nowhere near what he's worth. So endorsement deal now with Toyota, Alaskan Airlines, Buffalo Wild Wings. So those are properties. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know about the Buffalo Wild. So what's he doing for them? Is it a San Francisco thing, maybe, or a maybe, Bay Area? Yeah, that just uh, yeah listed here what he has endorsement deals. I uh, I saw yesterday that he has, is making less money than Easton Stick is this year. That's sick. That's sick. <laughs> It truly is. Yeah. I mean, he's got a roommate. Yeah. It's not cheap to live in Northern California. (laughs) Oh, absolutely not. It's not cheap. He has to have a roommate. Well, those days are coming to an end because he is going to cash in. Uh, As I was looking at the ticket prices for the Super Bowl, it popped up on my app that I opened up here. Uh, All in price to get into Carver Hawkeye Arena tonight. Oh, let me guess. This is with fees. With fees, with fees. This is and, and this is just this isn't row one. No, this is just get in price. So you can get to this game tonight for, man. I don't want to be mean. I was gonna go two bucks. I'll go five. Remember, you got fees. Seven, eight, eight bucks, eight bucks. Get with you fees. In the door. How many people tonight? Well. So I talked to my buddy Biz that I do a podcast with yep. once a week, and he was at the Maryland game. Did I say this to you yesterday? No, I don't think so. So we knew that a list of the tens was like 8,500. 8, yeah. And I said, what, 6,000, 6,500, something like that. He said, not even close. Mm. He said, there wasn't that many there? Pushing five. Pushing a third five. full mm. at Carver Hawkeye Arena mm. for a midweek game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Maryland. Still a Big Ten game. Yeah. There's one thing about a fan base checking out. This is historic levels. It is. We never saw things like this in the Licklider era. Never. No, 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 no. Discretionary income, yes, a lot has gone to women's mm-hmm. basketball. That wasn't there in the past. True. And that is definitely a part of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. You're going, and the only way to get women's tickets outside of the secondary market was to buy season tickets. Mm-hmm. So if you could buy season right, tickets, right. That changes the equation. But at this level, now hearing them after the Purdue game talk about it was great to have it full. And then the next yeah. time you come back home and you yeah. got. 5,000 people. people in the building. What's it going to look like tonight? Oof. It's a Friday night. Okay, Oof. it's ki- weekend-ish. Six o'clock. But six o'clock, yeah. all right. That means if you're coming from Des Moines, you got to leave early. Mm-hmm. Um, Brand, uh, what's his name? Brandon Godden or Brendan Godden? Godden and uh, LaFonzo Ellis on the call tonight on FS1. Brendan Godden? He's the voice of the Atlanta Braves television-wise. Yeah. 
he seventy five. I, I thought he did Big Ted Network too. He did, did he? yeah. Okay, and them and FS One are kind of together, obviously, okay. with the Fox. Uh, seventy five hundred over under. You're, that's where you're putting the number. A legit seventy five, right? Or announced and and paid attendance because that'll be eight, nine, ten thousand, right? Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, over by an inch. By an inch. That's you've you have lived here now for fifteen thousand five hundred day game after game after game every after single game. Time. Count on it. Yes. every single time, every time. And it didn't matter if it was the Amanda no, Hawkeye Classic. No, it they're taking on the Southeast in action. <laughs> right. They were there. Yeah. Lick was bad. And mm-hmm. attendance was suffering. Mm-hmm. But not at these levels. You can't compare. You know how I stack up the Iowa coaches in, in my life, in my you know radio time? Mm-hmm. Well, Dr. Tom was, was coaching when I got here. I would go Dr. Tom. Then i go Fran. Yes. Then i go Alford. And then Lick. <laughs> and then bring it up the rear. Yeah. Well, well beaten is that the term that you far like to- back and well beaten. Yeah. <laughs> Ten lick layer. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Mm-hmm. And the successes, just the opportunities. Would it be different though if there was a sweet sixteen? Yes, 16th? I think there's no doubt about it. You if, haven't got that payoff. If the fan base hasn't got that, the payoff. Gar's the team that lost to Oregon. No, they got blown out. By they Oregon. did. Yeah. They shot lights out. And yeah. They were, run- but they win that game. Mm-hmm. Or. Oregon actually had to play a game before that and lost mm-hmm. to the 10th seed, which very well could happen. I don't know how different it would be, though. It's more than just the lack of Sweet 60. Yeah, that stacked itself up, but maybe it's the years of disappointment stacking up. The fan base just doesn't embrace him. They, they mm-hmm. can't see the successes for what they are and what this program... There are these illusions that Iowa basketball is a lot different than what it actually yeah, is. Yeah, true. Yeah, Lute Olson went to a Final Four. Mm-hmm. A long time ago. That was 44 years ago. That's a long time ago. They won a regular season title since 1979. Uh-huh. 45 years ago. Yeah. Yes, they've been solid. And that's what Franz got them back uh-huh. to. He's got them back to yep. the level they were under Dr. Tom. And he's got some guys that have been easy to root for and very successful and have gone on to the next level. Steve Alford didn't have success here. Uh-uh. Not at the same level. He took nope. the program down. He had some dudes, too. I was lucky to have Fran McCaffrey. I remember at the time talking to national people about the way the job was perceived, how Iowa basketball was looked at. Mm-hmm. And inside coaching circles, huge negativity. Didn't have a practice facility. Had this large cavernous environment that wasn't very good. Yep. Had a recruiting base that isn't very good. Not, and that uh, not easy to get to the arena for the students. A athletic department that is not willing to, let's say, cut corners. <laughs> okay. You, you understand I what I'm saying? I do, yeah. Yeah. And inside the community, if Fran McCaffrey would not have taken the job. Well, think of the other names on that list. Brian Gregory, who's that coach? I don't even remember his name. He was at Dayton at the time. Yeah. They were playing in the NIT. He wasn't, Iowa wanted to interview him. He wasn't willing until their was season. Wasn't there came somebody down. at Green Bay was, um, um, a small school in Wisconsin was on the list? Don't remember that one. Okay. It, it was not exactly a who's who, though. That's true. Of wasn't. college yep. basketball. Yep. Fran McCaffrey could have taken the St. John's job, could have stayed out east. There were a couple others that he had opportunities, but he came here. If that didn't happen, if they made the wrong hire at that time, I think it's bad now. 
It could have been a what lot worse. What was the marketing pl- uh, slogan? Let's get, get mad, mad again. again. Get mad again. Yep. That didn't last very long, did it? Yeah. It really didn't. Time to head to Las Vegas. Of course, Trent and I, on behalf of Circus Sports, will be at Wellman's on Tuesday, the 20th of February. That is the night of Michigan State and Iowa. We'll be there from 6 until 8. Uh, let's get to uh, Mike Baum, VP of Operations at Circus Sports. He joins us. Hello, Mike, Trent, and Ken. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Doing pretty well. Appreciate you coming on. I know you're busy, but or is or are you? Is this kind of the calm before the storm, or is it already hit? No, no. It started Tuesday morning with uh, live hits at 4 a.m. at Stadium Swim. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> I saw Benson did some ESPN TV, so you're getting pulled in a lot of directions. Is that it, Mike? It is. It's. Uh, I, I thought it would start in earnest on Monday, but it, it started six days earlier. Wow. Here we are. So let's get into what we've seen, the early betting at Circa on this Super Bowl. We saw the point change as it very quickly moved off the 2.5 down to 1.5. It's been some bouncing back and forth overall. Are we talking early in the week when we're just talking about the... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Point spread. Is this all sharp money? Is there still a lot of the, you know, kind of the nickels and dimers that are out there that are that are jumping in right away? What have you seen in terms of betting on the spread? Yeah, from two and a half down to one and a half, but now we sit at two. Um We've seen some sharp money on San Francisco so far. I think the public money will come in next week. And if I had to bet, I would bet that the game closed one. So a lot of Chiefs money coming in next week. Yeah. Yeah. I think there'll be Chiefs next week. Mm -hmm. Have you seen um, a secondary market, Mike? Apparently this morning the get-in price is $8,500 for, you know, a nosebleed up in the corner end. So it's a beautiful stadium, state-of-the-art, but you're still going to be way up there. Do you anticipate that that's going to hold? I mean, do you you look at that at all, and what have you heard if so? Yeah, I think you're paying 10000 to get any kind of a decent seat, what we've heard. That's going to go down. Um, Three hundred. 40,000 people coming here this weekend. You know, there'd have been 300 if it wasn't the Super Bowl. But only 65,000 can fit into Allegiant. So, uh, you know, everybody's figuring out where they're going to end up watching the Super Bowl. 80% of them, it won't be at the stadium. Mm -hmm. And of that 80%, is it, do you have two, uh, are these two travel teams, San Francisco will come over, and of course we see a lot of Chiefs fans travel. Lions fans would have tried to take over Las Vegas. Uh, From a matchup-wise, as far as people that won't get in, they're looking for a spot to watch it, these two teams, pretty good travel fan bases? Yeah, both are good. Um, I think Baltimore would have been the, the worst of the four fine semifinalists. 
um, uh, Detroit would have been crazy for us. I mean, we would have had to try to find 200 more rooms for people, Jeez. and then everybody wants Super Bowl tickets. I mean, we don't even have Raiders tickets, right? Yeah. So, um, that's a whole that's a whole different thing. One of their big pitches when they opened Allegiant was, you know, you pay your 600000 for these eight home games, but then you get a right to bid on it for the Super Bowl. So, uh-huh. I mean, that was that was always their selling point, Derek. Should I pay a third for 80 games for the night? I mean, what, what you know, why, why would I pay this much? And, uh, you know, down the road, that was, that was the play. But, you know, we throw the party here. Mm-hmm. Whether the Super Bowl's in Miami or New Orleans or, right. or the Rose Bowl or wherever it's at, it's the best party's always in Las Vegas. So, I mean, it's, it's, tr- it's kind of peaking the peak, but in another way, it's not. I'll remind the listeners a little bit about the rules. I know offshore you can find the Gatorade color, a lot of Taylor Swift uh, props, what, what color is her top going to be and those kind of things. Uh, what the rules are for you guys, not just in Nevada, but even here in the state of Iowa, as it pertains to some of those goofier props. Yeah, we're very restricted, especially in Nevada, what we could do. We can't book, you know, how many times are they going to cut to her and all kinds right. of stuff like that. You can put up props like, will Kelsey have over, under, 10, which is the number of her platinum albums or stuff like that, right? That are factual, but not based on anything that she does or that, or that, or that, uh, TV coverage of her is. So, you know, that's all people want to talk about too. Talking about doing all these interviews is about, you know, the first question is always about Taylor Swift. No, no doubt. Uh, circus squares, they're available now. They've been out all week. Uh, it's incredibly popular. Um, how about some advice early in the game? Seemingly the numbers are what zero three seven for the first quarter. I think Mitch Moss did something, put it up on his Twitter account that first quarter yeah. those numbers have hit that they've had the most success. What's your strategy when it comes to circus squares? And what I love is a you can you're not going to get stuck with a you know a six to five or something like that or an eight to five some number that has no chance. And you know what you're going to get in advance of when you bet them. But strategy wise, Mike, how do you approach uh, circus squares? Yeah, I mean, I would always try to try to zone it on the first quarter because you, that you can control it the most. Mitch's was good with all, all the history, and you know, fours come into play more than you think. That there's fourteen fourteen points scored in the first quarter, um, and I'm just looking at seven fours, thirty to one. Of course, that's one way, right? Yep. You dip the bet in both ways if you wanted either team. Four nothing is twenty two to one. Um, uh, three, four is thirty-five to one, right? Fourteen to three, or fourteen to thirteen. So, there are interesting numbers there. I, I always wanted to get seven zero or zero zero or three zero. If if I could choose on a board, those would be the ultimate ones I'd want for the for the first quarter, and even probably for the first half. I got a 49ers four Chiefs zero twenty four twenty twenty four ten thirty four thirty. A lot of different combinations yeah. for full game. I like that one at thirty five to one, but. Mike, I know by the end of this week, uh, into next week, I'll probably have about 15 of these different things. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's kind of the thought behind it, right? It's kind of picking and choosing and trying to play yeah. out the game in your mind. It's it's such a fun venture. What is this? You're number three or you're number four of your Circus Squares? You're four. Um, we actually got the patent on it this year. And Did you? Oh, yeah. Wow. We got the official patent on it. So that's nice. You could write that on my, my tombstone, if nothing else. Oh, no, that's good. Uh, I if there is a weird score, right, some off-the-wall 5,000-to-1 job, 
we're we're giving these out to rideshare drivers. It started Wednesday at noon. Are you drop off at Raj Mahal? Yeah. So I had Jeff Benson. Up, they're all five dollar tickets. I had Jeff Benson print two hundred first quarter. So every square twice, second half, third quarter, and then four hundred finals. Um, but those five dollar tickets at five thousand and one or two thousand and one, if those one of those hits, tickets will have been printed on them, and we have given them up to rideshare drivers. So. That's brilliant because it's going to be incredibly difficult. Cabs are going to be scarce. Ubers are going to be what do they call it? That uh, that high freight number. Uh, you guys feed, yeah, peak yeah. right. You yeah. feed them periodically throughout the season as yeah. well. You throw a big party yeah. for them uh, to get them to come by. Circa, it, it, it's brilliant. So when it comes to logistics, yes, you guys have a ton of people in town most weekends, as you said, three hundred thousand normally for the Super Bowl. Um, is what's the guess the biggest concern is? As far as you know, making uh, accommodating as, as many customers as possible, and and making that experience one that they'll remember, not not necessarily regret. I'm not saying Cirque. I'm saying Las Vegas. Uh, period. Well, transportation's the big thing, right? Being able to get in and out around Allegiant Stadium. It's not speaking of rideshare. It's not a very rideshare friendly place. No, it's Mandalay Bay, Bay, right? It's bad. Yeah. So, and then you know. The teams are staying out in Lake Las Vegas, 45 minutes away, but most people are staying somewhere on the Strip trying to get close. I know Radio Rose at Mandalay Bay. I just think being able to get people around. For us, I mean, we're trying to handle six parties at one time on Sunday. We'll have 6,000 people at the event center. We'll have 2,500 people at Stadium Swim, 800 people in the book, 800 people in the Galaxy Ballroom on the third floor of Circa, 350 people in the Detroit Ballroom at the D, and 200 people at Bar Canada. So... Managing six parties at the same time will be uh, it'll be a, a stress point for us. Yeah, I'll say. Well, another stress is coming as Oof. the Tropicana is being demolished. Uh, coming up here, what about two April months? April second, yeah, yeah, two months from today, as the new ballpark for the A's is going to go. Uh, fill us in on some of the details there. Anticipated how long this thing is going to take? I know there were a lot of hiccups when it came to building Allegiant Stadium on the football side of things. Kind of where we are and where you anticipate this is going to go over the next couple of years. They're not going to play there until 2028. Jeez. And they only know, and they only know where they're playing next year in Oakland. Mm. So 2025, 26, and 27 are totally up in the air for them. Mm. So, you know, we we met with the ownership, and and you know, Derek's trying to propose at least they play some of their games at the stadium in Summerlin at the AAA stadium. Yep. But you, you've got to add more seating. But there's probably probably could get that part from 10,000 to 20, at least 18. You blow out left field. Uh, there's, there's space that way. Um, and I don't know what they're going to do. They're talking about playing internationally. They've got to find some sort of a solution. If Oakland will be the last spot, right? Wh- whether they try to play games, they said maybe share with the, the, the Giants. I don't know, but for a team not to have a home for three years seems outlandish to me. Yeah, the TV money goes away mm-hmm. if they're not in the Bay Area. I've heard Salt Lake wants them. They're putting up signs at Salt Lake City to get them for a while. Sacramento. Sacramento makes some sense. Hey, I want to go back to the patent that you got because the, I love these things. So 17 years, is that what you have it for? And then if somebody, you know, one of the other gaming companies wants to, you know, uh, borrow this from you, then you guys will get a percentage, I would guess, of, of their right. Is, is that uh, kind of how you or are you just going to keep this for yourselves yeah i don't know if we would license it or not um uh i have to leave there's like it's very technical writing i i tried to read through it 
it's like 47 pages. It's, they're tough. I hate and, them. Oh, it's unbelievable. Yes. You know, and very, very technical and, and technology uh, oriented and then legalese. So, so I'd have to look through the whole thing. I got through like two pages and I gave up. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Hey, who do you like next week? Do you do you have an opinion yet? Have you, uh, are you on the Niners? Are you on the Chiefs? What, what are you going to do? I was on Detroit plus seven and seven and a half. Nice. And my mom told me to bet Baltimore, but my heart told me, why would you get put yourself in front of Mahomes and, mm. and Reed? And I feel like the same way. I, why would I put myself in front of him again? I probably, probably won't have a bet on the side. Monster Week in college basketball mm. coming up. And, uh, Mike, you know, uh, two questions first on that front. Four top ten matchups. How much of an increase in handle are you going to see compared to a normal non-football weekend in college basketball with four matchups like this? Well, this will help. It's interesting because there won't be as big a crowd, but as you know, the majority of the betting uh, comes on the app. A little disappointing Wisconsin blew that game. Not for us because we had taken Wisconsin money, but just because of heading into the matchup Purdue, um, with Purdue. And by the way, what a game that was with Northwestern the yes. other night. Mm-hmm. I, I, I kept trying to turn away, but I couldn't and ended up watching that game for what would it go? Almost two hours and 45 minutes. Yep. Um, it will help, but of course, the, you know, the Pro Bowl is a zero, so that doesn't, mm-hmm. that doesn't do anything. But the handle will be up because of, because of the matchup. And uh, one other thing, I was on the wrong side. I took uh, Northwestern plus a 35 in women's basketball against Iowa earlier in the week. Have you seen, I mean, we've talked a lot about the wrestling numbers that you guys put up. Iowa wrestles Michigan coming up tonight. You already got the number up on that one. How about Iowa women's basketball, both here in the state of Iowa and what you're seeing in Nevada with those lines? Any big bump? No. You know, it's some, but nothing compared to the wrestling, to be honest with you, Trent. The the wrestling Six seven times with the right on the the, the Iowa women's wow. teams are, um, and the handle in Iowa is of course more than the handle in Nevada. Hmm. Last thing, uh, Mike. Uh, earlier in the week or last weekend, Jeff Benson, as he did last year, put out a, asked his Twitter followers, you know, is there a prop that you would like us to offer? And if we can, you know, if we can get past the Nevada Gaming Commission, we'll we'll take a look at it. I know he got a, he got inundated with feedback on that. Were there some good ones, or were there a couple that passed the smell test with the Gaming Commission that you guys will offer that were requested by you know some uh, some uh, fans of Circa that follow Jeff Benson? I asked Jeff that, and he said there were four or five that they were going to run by gaming. He said there were some really bad ones, but some very good ones as well. Good stuff. What are the chances we speak with you next Friday? Um, pretty good. Okay, cool. We will. Uh, I'll, I'll shoot we'll you a reminder it. at some point, and if you can only give us five minutes, five minutes is better than nothing. Thank you, Mike Palm. Uh, get some rest okay. before next weekend. It's going to be swamped. You're going to be it's madhouse for you. Thanks, buddy. All right. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Mike Palm, VP Operations at Circa Sports. Circa, you can download the app now. Circa Squares, that's huge having that patent on that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Because there are other companies that do have squares. Yeah, but not like this. Right. Not like this. You lock in your price and um, it's way more fun. I mean, these guys, this is the um, this is the ultimate, I think, when it comes to this. And they get it for 17 years. That's good. That's really good. You love those patents. I got my name on 12 of them. 12 of them. 12 of them. How many have passed through? All of them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. we've been uh, issued. Um, and anyways, we'll take a timeout, come back, finish up the hour, 
Uh, talk a little bit Iowa State Baylor with Chris Williams coming up at 12.05. Tom Caker will preview Ohio State and Iowa tonight. A quick baseball note. Want to go there? Corbin Burns, Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. That's a pretty big move. Absolutely. Are they now the favorites in the East again? Mm, betting favorite? Or... Betting uh, favorites to win, regardless of price. I would think so, but that's, that's, what I would bet. that's not the betting market that is out there right now. Who is? The Yanks, of course. The Yankees, yes. Well, Baltimore uh, won the division last year. Going away. Uh-huh. Dominating performance out of them. Yep. Let's bring up here on our Circa Sports Iowa app, to win divisions, your betting favorite? In the East of the American League is probably the Sting. It's, it should be the Orioles. It's the Yankees, plus 150. Yeah. You can get the O's at plus 180. You get your Blue Jays. No, they have no choice. They have no chance, rather. It's not their year. <laughs> Plus 340. It's going to be a long year. Long year. Yep, 84, 85 wins. Maybe sneak in. That, maybe. That gets you in. That's all it takes. Yeah. As we saw this year. Yeah. The Snakes were in the World Series. They can be again, I think, Trent. How about this? The Raves, 1375. And to win the East? Yeah. They won 99 games last year. They finished two games back of the Orioles. 13.75? Okay. And, and here's a trivia question. It's the same trivia question it was last year. Name three. Uh, Wander Franco is no longer part <laughs> no, of the organization. Of it, no. Red Sox 16 to 1. Let's go to the local front. The betting favorite to win the. American League Central is your Minnesota Twins. Ding, ding, ding. Plus 120. That's Second right. choice is, it's probably Cleve, but I'm not sure it should be. It is the Tigers. See, that's where I was going to go. Is I think they're the one, that, the team that has the best chance to run down your Twinkies. And I don't think they're very good. Now, I don't think the Twins are very good either, uh-huh. but they're a lot better than the rest. What are the Sox? Uh, Tigers plus 320. Guardians plus 350. The Royals are the fourth betting the choice. The White Sox are the longest shot in this. Century. Not only are they the long shot, Royals little less than five to one plus four eighty. The White Sox to win this crappy division. It's awful. Plus five thousand five hundred fifty. More than fifty five to one. Are they baking in there a a, a preseason Dylan Cease trade? Maybe they're going to be awful. They're going to be terrible. So Awful. We don't have to talk about them. That's fair. Unless they get their stadium. That that's a talker. Well, that's that's, that's a talker. Right. That's not about this team. No, I I, I don't need to talk about okay. that. Okay. When Cappy comes on. No, maybe maybe occasionally. Once a month. If something happens. Right. If there is a story. You used to give Brinson ten what how many minutes to talk One about? Minute. One minute to talk about but you did that every day. During NBA season. All right. No, it's fair. I, I, the goal is to keep the audience and the yeah. White Sox don't move the needle. How about the National League Central? Your betting favorite is? Well, hang on a second. It's the it's the Cardinals. No. It's not. Well, tied at the top. With the That's not the Brewers, the it's Cubs. Not. It's the Cubs and the Cardinals. Huh. You can get either one of them at plus 185 to win the division. Yeah. The Reds are the third betting choice at plus 260. We saw that young team yeah. play really well in the middle yep. of the season. Yep. The fourth betting choice is the Brewers, but 12-1. to 1. Mm. Now after the trade of Burns and the Pirates bringing up the rear at plus 1750, <laughs> who got off to a good start themselves. They, they remember, hung around. Do you remember April last yeah. year? They were one of the stories in baseball. They were still there in, what, June? 
Well, no, yeah, I mean, they were hanging around, right. but they were off to a terrific start. Mm-hmm. Who's the favorite in the American League West? Is it the defending world champs or is it the Astros? It is the Astros at plus 150, Rangers right behind them, plus 170, Mariners plus 230. And, and this is crazy, but the Angels will be closer to the A's price than they sh- you would think. And the A's are awful. Well, you can get the A's to win that division at 390 to 1. And what can you get the Angels? 142 to 1. 42 to 1. Yeah. All right. 390 to 1 to win a division <laughs> in baseball. You had to beat four teams. Uh, National League East is this division such a pain in the. Uh, it's the Braves. Not only is it the Braves, it's overwhelmingly the Braves. You have to lay. Do you really? You have to lay minus 250. They won 104 ball games last year. 3 to 1 for the Phillies. Mets, just about 11 to 1. Marlins, 24 to 1. Nationals, 96 to 1. How much do you have to lay? It's, you shouldn't have to lay because the Diamondbacks are legit, I think. You have to lay even more than you did with yeah, the Braves. To, for the Dodgers. For the huh? Dodgers. Minus 425 for them to win the division. They won the division last year by 16 games. Diamondbacks, plus 625. Giants, who nobody will take their money, uh-uh. plus 1375. Same for the Padres. You're going to have a Padres bet in there. No, I'm I'm done on the Padres. I'm out. I've heard that before. I know, but I'm out. we got two months until opening day. (laughs) There's going to be some night post-830. You know what post-830 was last night? South Carolina women to the Baltimore Orioles. Okay. That was north of 50 to 1. Yes, there's there's good prices. When Corbin Burns Burns, uh, was traded, I quickly... The only money I have account, the only account I have money in now, because I'm waiting for all my futures to get, yeah. is DraftKings. They were seventeen to one as the trade was being announced. Very quickly after, mm-hmm. I went back like ten minutes later to get a little more. They were down to fifteen to one that quickly. That quickly. Uh, so yeah, that's I put a them with South big Carolina. move for them. It is. That's what they've needed. They mm-hmm. needed that number one. Mm-hmm. Burns when he's right. He is yeah. definitely a number one. Yeah, uh, absolutely was. So, oh, it'll be here before we know it. Pitchers and catchers next week. but um, And then that long slog of baseball. I love it. I do, too. I'm all for it. Chris Williams is going to join us to kick off the second hour of the program. We'll get into Iowa State and Baylor. You got much feel for this Iowa State-Baylor no, game? I don't. I, this is one where you can tell me Iowa State wins by 10, loses it's, by 10. They're on the road. And they beat DCU uh-huh. in a game where they turn them over 18 times in the yeah. first half, 27 yeah. for the game. If Jones and Gilbert have games similar to what they had against Kansas, mm-hmm. yeah, they'll beat Baylor. Baylor hasn't quite figured it out. And I think they will. Uh-huh. Let's hope it's not tomorrow. Yeah, the, wait till the next game. Wait till the middle of the week. <laughs> yeah, fi- figure it out next week. Yeah. Well, what about tonight? Ohio I, State it, is can broken. You, but Trent, can you imagine if Ohio State wins tonight? Right. It's it's a good thing there's no talk radio Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> right. Because maybe by Monday well, there are we'll instant reaction down. podcasts though, there from are locked on Hawkeyes and if it goes that fast So how's football's over? Yep. You've got your uh you've got your offensive coordinator name. Mm-hmm. If the Iowa men you know continue to tread water maybe if you want to call it that some would say taking on water. Um what will that do to your numbers? Oh, it's significant. I mean, it's football is still. Does Caitlin Clark and the Iowa women bring podcast listeners? It helps. Does it balance? Yeah. The final four numbers that I did a year ago were monstrous. I I was shocked by it. But um, we just got our numbers from January. Yep. With obviously no football happening. Yep. I had my biggest month ever. Isn't that something? It is crazy. 
No, Why? it's a reaction. Was it was it in specul- speculating who's going to take over for Brian? That was Brian? a big part of it. Yeah. yeah, that was the big one too. And you just keep stacking up those numbers and building oh. up the fan base and away. Who owns Locked On? David Locke, who is the play-by-play announcer on radio for the Utah Jazz. He started it because he was listening to a jazz podcast saying, well, I know more about the team, obviously, than these guys. Started a podcast, started a network, started with NBA teams, and now every professional team and about 75 college teams. That's good for him. Yeah. Hour two coming up next. Chris Williams, Tom Cakert on the Hawks. Trench play the day. Circus Sports sponsor, those Miller and Condon, 106.3 KXNO.